I'd pee. <laughs> okay. Should we just keep recording? Or should it be a blank? Or should I pause it? You can keep talking. I'll keep talking while you go for a pee. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I missed this part. Okay, no. <laughs> Okay, we're on. Excellent. We can. Well, we can do whatever you want. We Welcome talk. to the Movieville.org podcast episode number 45. Also known as number two and episode 13 of the new episodes. Are we sticking with this triple numbering system? Yeah, why not? <laughs> yes. That way you get three episodes in one. Oh, yes, we do. I'm Corin. I'm Kushel. Welcome to the podcast. To the... Which podcast is this? The Movieville podcast. Yes. <laughs> Just wanted to hear you say it one more time. <laughs> Excellent. What have we got today? What have we got today? We have a lot of stuff for you today. Um, first of all, just a quick shout out to everybody who's listened to the last episode of the podcast. Really appreciate it. Uh, we can see that people have been listening and that in itself is greatly appreciated. And, uh, we thank you for continually listening to the podcast that we put out every month. Yeah. Numbers are up, which is nice. Um, it's very nice. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so obviously someone somewhere has told someone else. Yep. And they may have told someone else. So please telling somebody else. So please tell please someone tell else. else. Yeah. It's nice. We're going to put ourselves on Patreon, Patreon soon. soon. Um, so we can get actual feedback on a site and see what people think. Absolutely. How's your month been? It's been all right. Um, what have we done? My sister <coughs> visited us from the States. So we spent a bunch of time with her. Where does she live? She lives in Los Angeles. Trumpistan. Trumpistan. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I can't say anything. My parents live there too. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, it was nice having her around. So she was here for about a month or so. Yeah. She left last week. Highly emotional. Congratulations. Thank, thank you. Not to you. Okay. To her. Yes. Yeah. For, movie, a, for coming back or? No, because she had a cute baby. Oh, she did. Yeah, yeah. For the child, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was good. That's what we've been doing really. Just kind of been catching up with her. Going out places, watching films. Um, watching films? Watching films. What have you been watching? Well. Uh, well, on. where should we start with? Okay. We're going to do catch up TV, movies, and then other things. Yeah? Okay. Well, I, I am finally um, finished working my notice for the place I was leaving. And yep. so I am um, free. I'm basically on Netflix now. Which yeah. has been how does how great. does it feel? So I don't know anybody to watch for Netflix. How does it feel to watch Netflix when it's you don't great. have any other quote unquote commitments? It's really bad, and I have other commitments, <laughs> but I watch. I have been watching way too much Netflix. Uh, I need to not watch as much. It's good. It's good material for this thing yes. that we do. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah, it's good. It's nice seeing you've been. You seem a lot less tense. Oh, do I? Yes. That's interesting. I do feel great. Those last three months were a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't know how to approach it. I didn't know how to kind of 
how do you console someone who knows what the outcome is and who um, does need consoling? So it was like a, yeah, there, there. But every time I try to put a proverbial there, there, hand there, you just kind of fly swat it away. Yeah, because you have to stay focused. Yes. You have to be on because you, you're still there. You're working in Otis. You're getting paid. You have to be on it. Otherwise, it's um, it's not fair to the employer. So. Absolutely. I did my I did my time. I'm happy with what I did. Yes. Enough of that shit now. Yes. Um. Why so, don't you uh, Why don't you tell us what's worse than this? Because my laptop's just shut off. <laughs> wow. Is that how good your charger is? Because I can see it's plugged in. Yeah, it's the, the light charger light is on. <laughs> rubbish manufacturers what manufacturer is that a laptop apple <laughs> same as yours actually oh. uh wrestlemania wrestlemania wow not a not thing for me not but, a thing uh, for you so you every did make, year you did make me watch it once yes and how tell me about that experience first because we haven't spoken about it on air at least in depth so give me a quick kind of thought you we know, did. what thought we did did we yeah it was like episode 32, 3, 10, S2E. I can't remember. Okay. Well, just a refresher. What, what did you think of it? WrestleMania. Uh, what did you think of WrestleMania? I have no comment, really. It's, it's exactly what I thought it was. Just a people, bunch of people. It's nice to watch as a little play, but... Even that, even for that, it wasn't that good. I couldn't really get into the characters because they were. T- see, see you then. We're, well, everyone, we were actually recording a podcast, but Garon's just like taking off his headphones. And I'm here, off, man. Probably because I said something negative about WrestleMania, <laughs> Carry and he's off. <coughs> Keep talking. Yeah, not my thing. Not my not 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 my crowd, man. Not my thing. Um, but yeah. Happy, happy for you. I can, I can see why you like it. It's good. Was it good? No. Oh. Um, unfortunately, so every year, uh, you know this, I, I take, I explained this to you briefly before, every year I'll take a day off, the day after WrestleMania, so I can stay up to watch it. Uh, why don't you record it? I was just about to address that. Everybody says, hey, why don't you watch it later? Why don't you watch the stream after? It just, you know, it isn't the same thing. Watching it live... To be honest with you, yesterday was the first time I questioned why I was watching it live because I was disappointed at many of the things that happened. Earlier earlier today when I was asking you, you said you called it a tradition. It is. It is a tradition. That you just do by yourself. That I do by myself. So, that I, I can think of things that I do by myself. <laughs> could, I, could I call why those you things? Why do you list those things? Could I call those things a tradition? Do you have like a fixed time that you do these things? I like when you're, sometimes I, I think I could probably arrange that if I did get a fixed time at which I do these things by myself could I then call it a tradition a weekly or even daily tradition <laughs> that would be a routine <laughs> okay that's what that's called this enough. is a tradition that's, of one yeah you know that I would like to carry over to when we get a new place um we 
me and you yeah yeah me and you hey listen i'm always down for that i've explained i've expressed to you how i feel oh boy okay so so wrestlemania was great i mean you know the show overall you know what can i say i don't want to go into detail without boring you no 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 it's not boring i understand it's it's big muscly men just all over each other for like two hours and it's the late hours of the morning you go boy with your tradition it's it's all good it's all good we love all people here <laughs> on Movieville. <laughs> WrestleMania. <coughs> yeah. So it was great. It was nice seeing the Muslim men kind of... What was John Cena doing on the floor? He was proposing to his girlfriend at the time. Okay. Who is now his fiance. So the ongoing story is that real? Was, I can only imagine it was. The okay. only, so the ongoing story is they have a, a, a reality show on E! called Turtle Divas. And so the ongoing kind of plot line is that John Cena doesn't want to get married again because he's been married once before and he's been screwed over. So he said to her... That, really? Yep. He said to her that he doesn't want to get married again. He's happy staying watch, with... Her. What's the program called? Uh, no, sorry, can I, I want to point out that I don't watch a show. <laughs> um, it's terrific. It's it's just the worst thing to ever... Like, keeping okay. up the Kardashians type stuff, you know? All right, cool. Um but sometimes it's interesting to see the backstage stuff that you don't get to usually see because you see wrestlers out of character and that's not something that you'd usually see, which is interesting to me. Okay. Um, but I, I, I'd seen a, a few episodes before and then I realized what it was and then I just couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to carry on watching. Anyway, so the ongoing storyline was that he wouldn't propose and so... Oh, God. He ended up proposing in the middle of the ring after their match that they had uh, at WrestleMania, which, you know, is a sweet gesture and the sentiment is lovely. But, um... What's his name again? John Cena. John Cena. Yeah. That's not the same as Michael Cena. No. I have uh, I have mixed feelings about it. I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, so the show overall was, was you know, okay. Uh, We've done 12 minutes on WrestleMania. Uh, so what have you been doing? <laughs> And it's over. Uh, I've been watching Netflix, like tons and tons of Netflix. Um, been experiencing some quite funny things. Um, you did a what's good on Netflix or what to watch post recently. Absolutely, yeah. What to watch on what, Netflix. There what was did a, you put on that? I, put I read on half the, of it. Excellent. I put the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I apologize for website issues <laughs> that may have meant that other people have only read half, but that's, that's getting sorted. So I've put on there, uh, put Iron Fist on there. Uh, Robin mm. Williams' final film called The Angriest Man in You Brooklyn. put Iron Fist on there as something to watch on Netflix. Yeah. Brave. I mean, the, the post is called What to Watch on Netflix. And I didn't say... You, you didn't say what, what's good to watch on Netflix. No, no, no. no. Right. What to watch on Netflix. Not what's good. Not okay. what's good. Right. That makes sense. You know, if you're struggling for something to watch and you want to get angry at something yeah. and beat your fist to the ground wondering why they would make something like this, then Iron Fist is the perfect thing to watch. Oh, that's a different thing, but yeah. You get it? Because... Okay. Uh, and also a film called Burning Sands. And you suggested Grimm. Um, oh, did you put that in the article? I did. Oh, cool. But okay. y- you would know that if you'd read the article. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Why do you... Um, I started you? watching Breaking Bad Season 4. Okay. Just before you ruined the rest of it for me. <laughs> oh, did you really? 
Yeah, because I thought you told me Gus has died, so I might as well start watching it and make sure I've watched it before he, before <laughs> episode 45 is going to tell me something else that I don't know. So I'm getting through that quickly as I can before you destroy it. Good. Well, now that... Because you're that guy. Now that you've seen it, I won't... Well, I might. I've not finished it, so shut up. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, I got straight back into that. Cool. Uh, And then I've been watching that fantastic new Marvel series. Which Uh, one? That one. Not Iron Fist. (laughs) Uh, Although I've seen all of Iron Fist. Uh, Legion. Uh, I think it's named... Fox. Yeah, what's his name? Dan Stevens. Yay, Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens is a legend. I think he's absolutely brilliant. I wasn't sure for the first few episodes. I thought I wasn't sure where this was going. And then I suddenly thought, wow, this is amazing. He's playing an anti-hero, which we need on TV. We need more of that. Um, Great, great stuff. I, I can't give anything away. It's Marvel. It's Legion. If you know who he is. I uh, just finished watching season one. It's fantastic. Finished watching the most recent Blacklist. That was more interesting than it's been recently. Um, and then, of course, Iron Fist. You're still watching Iron Fist, but you've seen most of it, yeah? Yeah, I'm on like, I'm probably like halfway through the season or something, or probably on episode five, maybe. But I'm not going to be offended if you want to talk about... Dan Stevens yep. from Legion is in a film soon called Ticket, I think. Yep. Uh, I saw this a few days ago, and... That looks really cool as well. Um, he is one to look out for. Iron Fist. I did feel thoroughly Iron Fisted when I finished <laughs> watching that. Do you do you want to start on your thoughts or should I? Uh, okay, tell you what, let me let me give because I've only got a handful of of thoughts on this. I have a thought on Iron Fist. Go on then. <laughs> is what that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, I ha- finally, finally, the race is on again. Marvel has made their, what was that noise? Oh, these guys, not mind you. Is it the builders next door? God, no, man. Fantastic. They don't get an advert. No. Uh, finally, Marvel has made their BVS. BBS? BVS. It's nearly as shit as Batman versus Superman. That was, that was brave. Yes. How so? Why so? How so? So many reasons. Let me... Okay. I'm, I've, I had a couple of observations. And you, whilst I was... Yeah, oh, go on. You go, go for it. And whilst I was watching them... Yeah. Uh, whilst I was watching the show, I, I, I texted you just so I didn't, wouldn't forget. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, I remember I was talking about... Um, I don't know if it was on the podcast or if it was off off podcast. We're talking about action films and how the cuts in action films nowadays are so quickly, are yeah. cut so quick, we don't get to see the action and we're missing the hit. We miss the impact of the shot. We miss the impact of the scene and it kind of detracts the away from the action almost. Yeah, it's called MTV editing. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Whereas you watch something like Daredevil, for example, and you've got this long cut of tremendous choreography and it's just a wonderful scene to watch. You know, if you haven't seen Daredevil, I'm referring to the scene at the end of season one or season two, season one. One of the earlier episodes first. Okay. 
Um, it's the hallway fight scene. You can YouTube it and you'll know what we're talking about. It's quite about. early on. It's like the second episode or something. Yes, yeah. But there's another one on season two as well. Oh, okay. Um, but that long shot is done so well. It's basically set the bar for the entire, you know, kind of set of Defender series. And it is you really get weird. To, yeah. And you get to Iron Fist, a character who's predicated basically on you know, he being a warrior and having <laughs> these Kung Fu abilities. And we don't get any of the amazing shots or choreography that we get that we found in Daredevil. Okay. And it was disappointing. Can I pretend you've watched all of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Right. There's not really any spoilers at the end. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't even know where to start and I don't want to spend too long on it. Basically, Iron Fist is... is, is bit of a mess um did you like dr strange i loved it really yeah. okay so there is a history you know I'm, I'm gonna cover the stuff that he's got slated about which is the whole i mean this is not whitewashing yeah, yeah. that's ghost in the shell but we'll yeah. come to that yeah. uh, this is an example of another uh colonial or post-colonial um uh trope that comes in stories that's in many stories, you know, it started with thing, early things like, um, you know, that King Solomon's Mines film and things like Tarzan and actually Tarzan, not so much, but some of the others, there's many, many, many others um, that do this. And it's the whole trope of uh, Mighty Whitey <laughs> where, um, and, and if you look on, um, if you look on white savior trope on Wikipedia, you'll get in a very apologetic description of what this is. Um, which I'll also share with you now, because so, I understand where it's coming from. And that is that in, in a sort of post-colonial age, people who are not fin uh, happy or uh, uh, not happy, not um, don't understand other cultures well, often find it easier to see the cultures through the eyes of um, a savior or a hero who's joined in with that culture. And this was very, very common in many, many stories. And it's it's common in, in superhero stories because many of them come from that era, especially after, you know, World War II. Um, if you're going to do that, it's cool. The white survivalist, the, sorry, the white savior trope basically says it helps people connect with the culture by seeing it through the eyes of a person that they can relate to. I understand that. Yeah. Personally, this is just a personal thing. I think we're beyond that age and we need to open our minds a little bit more. If you're going to portray someone that's a mighty whitey, <laughs> you need to go a step beyond. You need to do something else. Yep. Uh, I also like Dr. Strange, even though it was another mighty whitey story. Mm -hmm. I was actually more unhappy with Basmati Swinton. What's her name? Tilda. Tilda. <laughs> Tilda Swinton. Um <laughs> Uh, and a bit of interesting washing that happened there. But um, it happens. It's going to keep happening while those type of, you know, we've covered this before in our diversity episode. While those kind of directors and producers and writers are producing these things, this kind of stuff's going to happen. Saying that, if it happens, make sure it's entertaining and good, like Doctor Strange. Iron Fist is no Doctor Strange. It was a bit... Yeah, it was really, sorry. It was really awful. It was just he's in. He's not even. He's not a hero. He's not an anti-hero. He's just a selfish, trumped-up git. Yeah. All he cares about is his own stuff and his name. He's yep. left his responsibilities from one place. Yeah. And he's not really 
looking after things in this new that, place. That's, it's just, oh. You know, a few episodes in, you kind of get that. You don't even have to watch the entire series to figure this out. Is that he is essentially a he's a selfish character. He's uh, I'm, I was on the I forget which number I said I'm on, but um, you know, the, one of the lines that stood out to me particularly was he said, um, uh, who you know, he was being offered money. He said, I want the money. I just I you know I want my name. I want my company. What the hell are you gonna do with it? You don't know nothing about running a company. You've been in a freaking monastery for God knows how many years. And you come back and you pretend you know how to run a business. There's so much There's so much wrong with the show. It just doesn't make sense for him to even be in this universe before he's even had a course on business studies or something. <laughs> there's so many things that, you know, that I kind of in my head I'm pointing out. Like, how does he even know what this thing is? He's been away for so long. How would he even know how to use this, this and this? You know, how? Uh, yeah, it was just, there was so much wrong with it. It was stressing me out, but... Um, what's interesting I've just I've just found now is yeah. that Iron Fist uh, it's Netflix Netflix's most binged drama premiere Mitch, most what? most binged binged yeah okay so that's interesting yeah I think it's there's a built up audience yeah yeah there's been like four seasons of other things people are just like oh let's watch this one before Defenders yeah. oh it's poo but did you also did you uh, didn't even know I, I completely com- forgot I slipped my mind he's from Game of Thrones yeah I know yeah, yeah sorry yes he's from Game of Thrones yeah, uh, yeah. Um, cool um, I started watching Grimm to make up for that yes. and I would recommend Grimm to anyone that wants to watch what it's like to watch someone who discovers he's got powers and enters a slightly different universe where reality is a little bit different um, if you want to enjoy something like that that's done well, watch Grimm. I will say there's some dodgy CG uh, and it gets better as you get to seasons two and three. But uh, if, if you just give them that, you know, they didn't have much of a CG budget. Uh, the rest of it is great. The stories are great. Performances are great. Everything's great. Well worth watching, especially if you like that sort of old tales and fables science fiction you used to watch it before didn't you when it was when it aired when it it was airing yeah but uh, i didn't really watch and now i've just watched all one to one to three again i think there's seven season seven is just coming out this year oh it's it's still still going on on, is it yeah okay but not on netflix they've only got one to three okay um yeah but that was um that was on my list of of what to watch netflix cool uh what else finished rebels season three just finished how does that make you feel it was really good they, they they do this like this double episode mini movie when they finish the season oh like they did with the clone wars one yeah and it's so star wars interesting it's so good what's what's after this you said they came close to rogue one right yeah very close so is it likely they're going to make another rebel season or uh, it doesn't feel like it i mean i guess they could I don't know. I mean, they ended with the, the old rebel base that they were on being hmm. battered. And it would make sense that they now have to get to that Masasi temple. Hmm. Um, but it doesn't go into that. I, I don't want to say anything. Okay. It's good. It was really good. Um, Star Wars people would love it. Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah. You know Star Wars? I've heard of it. Tony Ribbons. Oh, God. Um, I yours. watched a Tony Ribbons documentary. Tony Robbins. On Netflix um, a couple of weeks ago, 
it was an insightful documentary. Um, I'm skeptical about his practices. I was skeptical about the people on the documentary. So the documentary, in case you're not aware, it follows one of his, I forget what his seminars are called, but it's, it's like a, uh, a seven day kind of retreat type thing where you essentially change your life. Um, but it was like, it costs like what? Five grand or something or something silly. I don't know. It's not cheap. Wow. Um, but anyway, I mean, he seems like a nice guy, you know, well, pay him five grand then. Well, Hey, maybe I should. As long as he's the nice guy. That's a- um, but I, I'm just that concept of motivational speakers to me is strange. Um, but you, you said you had some opinions on Tony Robbins. No, no, not, not particularly on him, but the, the industry in general is full of a lot of people that um, are really good at pushing hot air and getting people very, very motivated and excited with no, <laughs> with no pathway mechanic, no, no method to that well, madness. See, this is what was interesting about Tony Robbins is that there was a method. Really? To do what? So he would pick a person yeah. or someone would, you know, put their hand up and they would tell him what they wanted and they would then proceed to for example there was a girl on there um who said you know i want to change my diet i wanted to see healthy and he go he went straight into the issue he finds out about the why but he really finds out about the why not just i want to look healthier but there's something that stems from that he's almost like a, a, a psychologist he kind of delves into the mind of this person and makes them break down to the point where they truly find out why they want to be the way they want to be. Yes. And that's what was really interesting to me was we found out that this girl had father issues. And that what? was the real... See what I mean? What the fuck? Yeah. What's that got to do with her change of diet? It was something about... Thank per- God he's almost a psychologist. Yeah. Something about perception and how she was perceived. Uh, okay. Or something. But, uh, you know, that was just one example. It might be kind of um that was maybe the wrong example but uh, it was some wrong oh. but he really went into the why and yeah. truly goes you know when it, whoever he speaks to in the crowd he aims to find out why they what what the drivers so it's good if people don't know their why but what if they yes. know their why and they just don't know their how you need to speak to Gary Vaynerchuk then. <laughs> <laughs> yes Gary Vaynerchuk is is definitely is Mr. How. Okay, cool. Was it good then? It was good. It was brilliant. It was great. Um, right. But um, I, I, my personal brand of motivation would be someone like C.T. Fletcher. <coughs> bodybuilder? He is a bodybuilder. Yeah. yeah. Why Why him? Because uh, it keeps shit real. Does it mess about? He just says, this is the frame of mind you need for all things. Which is what people like Tony Robbins try and say, but they just faff around. C.T. Fletcher will tell you what you need to know in five minutes and you're done. You don't pay flipping £5,000 to go to a seminar and just get bike listening to a guy tell you, this is your why. You know you know your why. Go out and do it. Do what? Don't know. Just whatever you want to do. He's on Netflix as well. C.T. Fletcher? Yeah, he's a um, C.T. Fletcher, my magnificent obsession. Oh, well, I haven't watched that yet. That will be good. Right, you seen Fences yet? I have not seen Fences yet. Hidden Figures? No. Not your kind of films? <laughs> no? 
they're on my list of films to watch at the top actually are they, are they at the top of your other list of films to watch <laughs> not your kind of films um i'm not sure about hidden figures you've put me off hidden figures <laughs> um, how how i'm more leaning towards fences than hidden figures because it's not an either or is it oh sorry unless you have a budget for those kind of films <laughs> I have a quota. Actually. You have a quota or a budget and then As long no as more. I can watch one no of those more. films every six months, yeah. I'm doing my part. Well, I, we've actually got a guy that we know um, who literally said to my other half, oh, I don't ha- I don't, those kind of films don't interest me. Those were his actual words. And we're oh. like, <laughs> what? What the fuck? Those kind of films? Okay. Uh, what, did he, what did he mean by those kind of films? Did he mean like... I really didn't want to ask. He, you know, so far we like him. Uh... <laughs> Um, sure great okay whatever excellent um he needs to be eased into it slowly using some white savior films yeah <sighs> never mind everyone's different <laughs> movies we watched a lot of films this month yes um why do you start with you power watch? rangers you want to start power rangers why not all right cool power rangers um power rangers so we spoke about this last month on the podcast I wanted to start with Fences and Hidden Figures, but, but you haven't seen them. So, um, was it good? I thought it was brilliantly done. Um, though, you know, watching the trailer, I wasn't kind of like skeptical. I wasn't anxious for it to be a crappy film, but I, I truly found that it was, it did the series justice. Yeah. And more. Um, and See, it that's was, not, that's not, it doesn't seem like a high bar. To do the series justice. No, no, no. From I my mean, perspective. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, no. I mean... Can you explain something to me? Because I'm slightly too old for Power Rangers. Okay. Like, it came out when I was at uni. Yeah. Why do people... People are crazy about Power Rangers. Why are people w- crazy? Within a certain age group. I wouldn't say I'm crazy about Power Rangers. No, no, but they, 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 they really like it. It's, like, really good. People were into it, into it. I mean... I can only attribute nostalgia to that nostalgic feeling. Okay. It wasn't a particularly good show. It was, it was something fun to watch and it kind of gave you a sense of empowerment almost because these, the power rangers were faced with bullies, you know, in the form of whether there was a form of monsters or Rita Repulsa, these kids were essentially being, you know, they, they were the protectors of the playground, if you if you will, if that's the you know one way to look at it. And we kind of saw ourselves, I, myself anyway, I saw myself being in them with these Power Rangers suits and being in a suit rather than having superpowers okay. is something that's more credible to a child than, you know, being bestowed powers. No, I get it. I get it. So it was like a lot of anime was for me. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay, cool. Um. Yeah, and the film just kind of brings a lot of these feelings back, but it also, it also kind of plays on a lot of the films that we may have grown up in with maybe in the last what ten years. Talking about the Avengers and uh, Spider Man and all this other stuff, you know, we're talking about s- superpowers rather than just having a suit, right? Um, and what the film does, it, it kind of mixes these two genres together. It mixes these comic book films and. Uh, this cheesy camp uh, Power Rangers show together. Yeah. And it, yeah, it was very pantomime Yes, it is. Absolutely. But that, that's what the show was. But what the film does, it almost pokes fun at it in a way. It's, it's almost like a satire of itself. 
you want to see it again? I'd, I would love to watch it. Really? Again. I want to watch it. Yeah. Um, okay. You free today? You want to watch it again today? Well, I haven't seen it today. Oh. <laughs> what? You want to watch it today? <laughs> I'll check my schedule. Uh, yeah, no, it depends on when, when this time. But yeah, I want to watch it. Um, yeah. Cool. What else? Get out. No, I'm not telling you to get out. There's a film called Get Out. <laughs> um, you go first. Yeah, it was all right. It was good. It was a really great start. Got into it. I it was like this weird shock horror thing going on. Um, and it was trying to, it, had, it was <laughs> using um, the whole, you know, angle um, that you see in the trailer. And it lent on that a lot. And then it, uh, to the point where you realize this is obviously not the point of this story. There's something else going on. You can't quite figure out what it is. And it's revealed very late in the day, but that's, yeah, I don't know. I, I, there's something about it that didn't really, it was, it was an, a good experience. Mm -hmm. Yep. But I wouldn't want to watch it again or recommend it. I didn't think it was great, but it was an interesting experience to watch. Yes. I would agree with that. Um, definitely wasn't one of the best films I've watched, but it, it, I think it delivered what it promised was it wasn't um, like a typical horror film. Um, would you, would you count that as a horror film? Horror thriller. Horror thriller. Yeah. yeah. That's slash that's comedy. Thought. Yeah. There's lots of weird comedy in it. Yeah. It was that like, was, what's going on? That's what I enjoyed in that. But I, you know, considering who was written by, I should have expected that. Um, okay. But it's almost the first half of the film is like, who who is this guy who's written this yeah and then you kind of start to see as the film goes on you start seeing this introduction of uh, i forget his name main character's friend um so yeah i mean i definitely see the see why it was good film um there was a lot of those you know when you watch a horror film and there's a lot of those what the hell are you doing you shouldn't do that get out of there get out of there sort of thing yeah they almost address that through their characters or through the main character by doing exactly what we would be doing or thinking in that situation. Um, so I enjoyed that. It wasn't just a typical horror film where the dude just kind of accepts what's, what's presented to him. He tries to fight through these battles and he tries to get out um, by doing unexpected things as spoiler alert, killing people. Um, it's kind of weird. Um, yeah. I don't know how, that was going to come across to certain people. I haven't read any other reviews on it or anything, so I don't know how it's been received. People like it? Yeah, strange. Um, I mean, the reviews are generally good. Um, much better than they were for uh, Iron Fist, anyway. Um, I don't know. It's not hard. No. Yeah. Um, you watched um, Viceroy's House? Who? Viceroy's House. Yes. Where's that? Top of the list. Well, I miss oh, my thing scrolled up, so I didn't see that. Oh. <laughs> Viceroy's house. We watched this together. No. So separately. Are you seen it though? I have not seen it. What? When so this is wow. we, we were supposed to watch it together. And then when we went to watch it, uh in like last week it was supposed to be, or two weeks ago. Yeah. They only had showings up until two PM. So we didn't watch it. What are you talking about? We're supposed to watch it together. Me and you. Because you'd watched it once already. Yeah. And you said you wouldn't mind watching it again. Oh, yeah. Is it not out anymore? It's out, but they only show, like, they've got limited showings. 
Has the other half seen it? No. Oh, man. No, you go with her. All right. She'll love it. Uh, Gurinder Chada. Chada. Chada, as yes. in blanket. I don't like anything she's made. Excellent. Until now. Wow. I finally believe that she is not just destroying film over and over again. This was really good. Um, people are complaining it wasn't historically accurate, blah, 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 blah. Okay. There may be details of this that where she's taken a bit of artistic license, but there is a macro vision um, that she's put together that covers the larger events um, pretty much as they happened. People can sit in the pub and argue about details and who said what. And I mean, there's still a conflict going on in that part of the world because of the events that happened around the in India-Pakistan partition. Um, this is a great film. It's a film that needed to be made. And I don't want to give anything away. Everyone knows the story. You know what's going to happen. All your favorite characters from the time are in it. My favorite characters? <laughs> what favorite characters? Yeah. Is that what's that noise? Why is that my heating? That was scary, man. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. Oh no, it's Pookie. She's home. Oh, is she? Yeah. Oh, she's Bucks. Oh my god! Can scary. you take your shoes off? <laughs> we can hear it on the mic. Oh, that's scary. Okay. She's home. That's good. Right. Yeah. Where are we getting? Yeah. Who, all, the, all your favorites are ready for you to cut. All your favorites are in it. Excellent. Do you know any people from around that time? <laughs> I don't. I really don't. Okay. This is another thing I was thinking. I think a year <laughs> Do you know that India and Pakistan used to be one country? Yes. You do know that? Yeah. That's cool. Have you heard of this guy called Gandhi? I've, I know of him. <laughs> yes. No, no, it's fine. Just, I, I love it when um, I said, do you want to see this film? And you basically said, it's not the kind of film that would interest me. It really wouldn't interest me, man. What do you want me to say? Not because of the content of the, no, it is because of the content of the film, but not because it's anything to do with history. I don't mind historical films at all. But watching the trailer, what do you want me to do? I'm, I watch the trailer and it just bores me. What, what, do you, what would you like me to say? You know, it's nothing to do with the fact that it has anything to do with historical stuff. It's not, I, whatever. Historical stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's like watching historical a trailer for- Historical stuff. It's like watching a trailer for Pride and Prejudice. I just don't give a crap. I, just, I would fall asleep during that, that film. Pride and Prejudice was not Histor history. That's not a historical. Yeah, I film. know. I'm just giving you an example, man. I'm the Viceroy's house covers events that actually happened to the country that our families are from. Yes, I'm aware of that. You are, but it wouldn't interest you because it's just some fucking political bullshit. Uh, no, well, uh, political bullshit doesn't. You know, I, I don't mind watching political bullshit anymore. I watch political bullshit all the time. Okay. You know? Just not when it's concerning Indians? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is priceless. I can't wait till you watch this film. 
Okay, uh, I now want your other half to listen to this recording in detail over and over again and uh, can't wait to hear what she thinks. This is priceless. I love it. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, no nonsense films about the history of India. So forget that one. I, I liked it. I don't really usually like stuff she makes. It was really good. She was on TV on the 1st of March saying uh, how she's the only Asian female filmmaker um, in the UK. There should be more. I agree. There should be more, both male, female. Uh, it's cool. Um, I started to agree with things that she says, which I never thought would happen uh, since she slagged off Tarantino. But hey, things change. So anyway, so you didn't watch Vice Roy's House, but more importantly, you have watched Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> now, I hesitate to, to, to tell you that this is also a made up story. It did not happen. Despite that, how did you find it? <coughs> you know what? I didn't enjoy it. How about that? All right. I just didn't. I don't like it. I like any of the films that I watch. <laughs> Unless it's a historical film. Okay. Was it, was it good though? No, I, I, have, I have some points on this film. Um, it was a good film. Have you seen the animated film before? No. <sighs> All right. Well... I've seen the live dance show at Disneyland. I don't think that's the same thing. It's got a lot of dancing clocks and teapots and shit in it. <laughs> and people skateboarding around and... I don't know about skateboarding. There was no skateboards back in Rollerblading around, I think it was. Okay, fine. Well, anyway. When you go to Disney World, they do like a Beauty and the Beast show. It's, it was nice. It's pleasant to watch. So, Emma Watson played Belle. She plays a title character okay. of the beauty. Um, lovely performance. There was a lot of hate towards her. Why? Uh, because several people I spoke to said that Emma Watson didn't fit the role. And I said, what is the role? And then they said, well, she's not Belle. I was like, well, who is Belle then? And they said, the person who played her voice in the animated thing. Oh, like, look, if you're going to compare her, at least compare her to someone who actually exists. Anyway, um, she did a good job, but her singing wasn't up to par for me. I, there was a lot of overproducing on that voice, um, a lot of auto-tuning, because she's not really a singer, which is fine, but, you know, you kind of think when you're going to cast a, a person for a role like this, you would cast a singer. Um, so that was kind of a pet peeve of mine that came to life here. Um, cool things. Magneto was Cogsworth. Cogsworth is the clock. Oh, okay. That was, that was, I didn't even realize until the very end. Right. Um, Obi-Wan was Lumiere. Now Obi-Wan is in Yuma Vera. Not Alec Guinness. No, he's dead. Um, do you know the story of Beauty and the Beast? Vaguely, it was a, okay, so the, it was a play at Disney. I wasn't really paying attention. The people, um, because oh, yeah, were, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were to, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were to, yeah. They were to, yeah. Yeah, that's why they're like that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, there was a lot of include. There was an inclusion of black characters as well, which again wasn't done in the the previous in the, animated series. In the previous three decades. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, but it, it felt almost forced. Yeah. And just kind of, let's put some black people in kind of thing. Well, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a bit untidy and messy before it feels, before things are normalized, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, Some yeah, effort's better than no effort. Generally a good film. Uh, cool. Very, they've kind of pushed into the new kind of generation and they've 
included things that they wouldn't have even thought of including in the last 20 years. Um, Will you watch it again? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll watch it again. Alright. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yeah. Uh, The Homecoming trailer. The Spider-Man. Trailer 2. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. What do you think? It's alright. Did you think they were giving too much away? No. Um, I like how he's fighting Batman. That was cool. I'm sorry, Spider-Man. Spider-Man is fi- fighting the Batman. Oh, it's the Vulture. Oh. <laughs> okay. I thought, why is he not wearing oh his God, hood? Keaton. Why is he not wearing his hood? He's always oh. like with the hood off. I was like, <laughs> about- yes. Um, yeah. You see, the challenge they've got is that to my generation, Michael Keaton is Batman. And every Batman since is not Michael Keaton. Yeah. I, I like Michael Keaton. I'm a fan of Michael Keaton. Um, I don't know. Okay. It looked it look cool. I don't think they give too much away. It was fine. No. Um, there was definitely a lot given away, though. Um, it, it was interesting. When's it out? Uh, this year, June, July. Okay, cool. Uh, talking of Batman, he was in another trailer. So he was in two trailers. What's up? I keep getting notifications of what we're doing now. We're recording a podcast. Yeah, no, that's what I'm getting notifications for. <clears throat> um, again, the other Batman trailer. What did you think of the other Batman trailer? Yep. I, I really love that trailer. After all I've said about BVS and giving up on DC on TV, I really love that trailer. It's so Justice cool. League Justice League here? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Cool. Justice League trailer. Um, yeah, I enjoyed this. And the Wonder Woman trailer. Yes. And so I enjoyed this because they weren't showing as much as they did in Batman vs Superman trailers. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't just like, here's everything that you need to know about the film, so go watch it. It was, here's a few little bits, so you want to go watch a film. Um, I enjoyed this trailer. Uh, I'm, I'm Surprisingly, I'm more excited for this than I am for Spider-Man. Um, I'm most excited about the Wonder Woman film. Interesting. Uh, which I never thought I would be. Yeah. I was really dreading that. And Gal Gadot has just owned this character. Yes. Every time she's on screen, she owns the screen. She is so become like the face of Wonder Woman. Yep. It's amazing. Yep. And the way they've written the character and how she is portrayed is great. Yep. It's good. Absolutely. I don't want to say anything. No, no, no. I, I, I agree. When we first found out that she was getting cast or when we saw Batman v Superman, we watched yeah. her. Um, I felt the same. We both felt the same. I think we um, definitely agree that this is probably one of the best kind of incarnations of Wonder Woman that we've seen in a while. Um, yeah. She represents the the Justice League animated series Wonder Woman yes. um, so well. And she was a badass in the animated series. And that's exactly what we're seeing on screen here. I think she's one of the few characters who is actually staying true to what we know of the character. Um, you know, whereas they've almost tried to reinvent Batman. They've tried to reinvent Superman. Yeah. Um, even Flash, I feel like they've tried to reinvent. Yeah, slightly. Uh, they've made him into a jokester. You know, well, he always was. But. No, of course, but he's you know he's not always 
as as jokey as as this guy is. Oh, I see. Um, not that I'm saying not that I'm saying it's, there's nothing wrong with that because the, you know the animated Flash, Michael Rosenbaum, Flash was one of my favorites. Um, What's Burning Sands about? Burning Sands is a um, film um, about uh, fraternities. Um, not fraternities, are you? Yes. Um, so the film is about uh, brotherhoods. Brotherhoods. The film is about essentially it's about brotherhood, um, but it it also takes heavy. There's a lot of heavy references to slavery. What's interesting about this film is that. What's it about? What's it about? So there's a group of friends or a group of dudes who yep. um, want to join a fraternity on campus. And it's an all black fraternity. And so they want to join this because of what they kind of represent and the way they kind of carry themselves on campus. They're the big men on campus. They're the kings, essentially. And they want to be these guys. They aspire to be these guys. They aspire to be in the fraternity so they can be just as important as them. Yeah. But they have to go through hell. Um, quite literally, it's called um, Hell Week. So every day there's a different kind of hazing um oh okay yeah it's really quite it's grim um it, it, i'd definitely give it a watch really uh yeah no it's not it's not just a it's not a kiss it's not one of those teenage films okay okay cool. um it's a lot deeper than that um but there's a lot of like allusions to kind of slavery but it's an enjoyable film the the, the guy who directed it uh actually took inspiration from when he was hazed when he wanted to be in a fraternity and put that into this film as well. So some of this stuff is kind of, kind of questions like, do this, does this kind of stuff really happen? So it's interesting. Okay, cool. I will have a look. I'll put it on the list. Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell, which we've just watched today. Yeah. And since watching it, I've had a double espresso to wake myself up again. Uh, <laughs> Wow. It it was exactly as good as I thought it would be, which is not very good. <laughs> How did you find it? See, I, I was also watching it through the lens of loving, you know, the original uh, anime, animes, and then there's also a miniseries. And um, uh, I was heavily into the, the themes that are in... <laughs> the original which completely were not in the film uh which i was hoping to talk about but they didn't talk about them in the film but i'll try and fit it in in a minute how did you find it as as just a fresh as a film um there were parts i thoroughly enjoyed um can't fault the effects can't fault the environment that they'd created um uh, i just felt it was really flat at times i felt like i was just watching footage it didn't, it wasn't going anywhere. Um, you know, not knowing any backstory about, the, I mean, I haven't seen Ghost in the Shell myself. I haven't seen the anime. Uh, but, I don't know. It was, it was missing something. Definitely missing something. And I can't put my finger on it. Story points. Yeah, I mean, that's, you, you yeah, you see, that's what you kind of said and, um, that's what it felt like. It just, you know, it worked, it started really well and it was kind of going somewhere, then it stops and then nothing happens for a while and you're just kind of watching people go 
from one place to another having conversations about something and then all of a sudden all of a sudden something happens we're introduced to another character people start dying and i don't know it just it, it felt like a lot of nothing uh and then at the end it kind of culminated in something um it wasn't a horrible film by any means but it, it i wasn't wowed by it it felt like another cloud atlas hang on cloud atlas was good no it wasn't what no not cloud atlas sorry um jupiter ascending oh my god yeah. no, it wasn't that bad no no visually it wasn't but it oh, felt i see like, what you mean yeah. okay right because yeah i would think uh jupiter ascending was especially bad because no one had any idea where they were going what they were talking yep. about there was no backstory it wasn't based or anything at least ghost in the shell has a lot of sort of lore yeah behind but the, the it, bits they started that, touching on the in-between bits was it felt like jupiter sending like there was entire entire story points in ghost in the shell that were 20 minutes late really uh for it to follow any kind of decent story structure sort of reveal scenes that were just far too late and and you'd already guessed them and you think, what, what, what are we watching here? Because this is just sort of the very roughly put together history yeah. of Major Kusanagi, who it was called something else in the film, Mira Ki- Kim Control or Essentially, something? Essentially, it was like, yeah, Kim Control. It was like a play on words for Killian. Miracle or something. Killian? Mira Killian or something. Yeah, it was like, well, they changed the name because obviously Why she, not? yeah. It's, oh, so much. I'm not going to go on about the whole whitewashing <coughs> thing because many people on the net have covered that. Um, I'd rather talk about the fact that the ghost in the shell animes were from a manga, which was, I mean, the original films were shown at Cannes Film Festival when they came out, 2000 and something, I think. Uh, and, oh, wow. I mean, there were so many deep, rich themes of politics and terrorism and psychology and philosophy and existentialism <laughs> and so much yeah, stuff. I, I wouldn't have picked up on any of that. I didn't see any of that It wasn't in the film. Here. None of it was in the film. I mean, the whole point of the story is they start talking about a ghost. So what they, the only thing they did cover is the basic philosophy of this conversation around a ghost. Mm. So here I thought I'd ask you a question. Um, and it's a question that's from a, a philosophical exercise by... Uh, uh, Hobbes, who is a well-known philosopher, who talks about um, the ship of Theseus um, in the Iliad or in the Odyssey. I think it's in the Odyssey. And he says, if the ship of Theseus had one of its planks replaced, is it still the same ship? Interesting. Well, no, it's not, is it? Isn't it? No, because you're taking... One plank. Yeah, you're taking essentially, regardless of what kind of plank it is, right? Let's say, for example, for argument's sake, let's say this plank is a fundamental part of the ship, right? And it yes, holding where the sail is, for example. You know, let's say, for example, uh, you're removing that plank, regardless of whether it's holding anything up. You're taking a fundamental part of the ship, something that made this ship taking it away and replacing it with something new that has no character, has nothing to do with the ship. You're introducing a brand new piece to yeah. the ship. You're, you're essentially, you essentially... Just one plank. Yeah, you've taken a, a part, you've taken away a part of the ship. So no, it's not the same. I mean... One plank. The ship is the same, but the 
the nature. I don't know. I'm, do, you, do you understand what I'm trying to say? The nature of the ship is not. Even if it's just one plank. Yes. All right. Fair enough. So what if you, okay. So John Locke does the same exercise, but with socks. And he says, if you were wearing a sock and you have a hole in your sock and you patch the hole where it had worn out, is it still the same sock? It's a brand new pair of socks. That's a new sock. And then you have another hole in it and you patch that hole and lots of threads are coming off it. And you keep patching the socks until you've got none of the original thread left. It's just in a pile on the side. And you've got the sock you were wearing that's now made up of patches. Is it the same sock? You're obviously saying no. And then how do you Fundamentally, it's the same. It's the same, fundamentally. What, is, what do you mean fundamentally? Because the object is just still the same. If we're going to talk about on top level perspective, yeah, the object is still the same. The sh- is still the ship. Okay, right? let's, yeah, let's go back to the ships. If you replace all the planks in the ship, is it still the same ship? Do we have to look at it from a specific level? Like we're looking from top level perspective or we're being deep about this? I don't know what you mean by either of this. <laughs> so, so if we're going to look at it, if I'm going to look at it from, from my eyes, right? Yeah. I'm not going to know that there's a new planks, right? Because I'm seeing a ship. Yeah. Right? From somebody who's sitting so you've on... you've been attacked by a ship. Yep. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And one bit by bit, all the planks in that ship are replaced. Mm-hmm. And then you get attacked again. Were you attacked by the same ship? Interesting. (laughs) He takes it a step further. What if you then pile up those um, planks and build a new ship out of them? So now you've got two ships. Which one's the ship of Theseus? The one that still remains, the previous one. (laughs) Regardless of whether it has planks or not, it's still his ship, isn't it? Even though the new ship is completely made of all the planks. Oh, not the new planks. So the original ship has been replaced. All the planks have been replaced. You save up all of those planks and you make a second ship with all the original planks. Yeah, because the frame of it is still the ship of Theseus, isn't it? This is a... I hope people are drunk when they're listening to this because it's a phenomenal head fuck. Um, I'll go, I'll, I'll go one step further, go on. right? In your brain, you have this thing called the olfactory bulb, which doesn't renew itself. It pretty much stays the same as the thing that handles your sense of smell. And you have memory center called the hippocampus. And this memory center doesn't renew itself. And you have some cells at the back of the eye that don't renew themselves. Apart from that, about 98 to 99% of all of the cells in your body renew themselves. Some of them on a weekly basis, some of them on a daily basis, but almost all of them uh, every 10 years, every seven to 10 years. So the person that you were seven years ago was physically a different person. So you're now saying you're a completely different person? Yeah, I've evolved, haven't I really? physically evolved you haven't evolved as in my body has evolved from from what it was seven years ago things have changed i've i'm seeing things that weren't there before my skin is crackling things are so who was that person 10 years ago if it wasn't this body it was still me but if you're talking about the body and not the essence which is my brain okay now imagine that we replace those eyes with implants connected to your optical nerve. So they're replaced. Yeah. 
we just remove your sense of smell because we don't need it. <laughs> yeah. And we replace that memory center or we record the memory center into some kind of digital form. Yeah. Is that still you? The, and all the, the cells have been replaced. So the memory center that you've recorded. Yeah. Do, is that still in this body that you're talking about? Is that still with me? Yeah. Or is that gone? No. The memories are still with me. Yes. That's still me then. So you're there because of your memories. And that is the only reason that you are you. Essentially, because for example, okay. All right. Uh, let me, let me try and join you in this conversation. Uh, let's say for example, if I didn't have the memories that we had, right? So uh, say for example, we're recording this podcast. Say next week, I lose I, my mind. Let me just check that we're recording okay. it. Yes, we are recording it. So next week, let's say, for example, I lose my mind, right? Again. Yep, yeah, I lose my mind. And I completely forget everything you've ever done. To you, I'm still the same person. Yeah. But I ain't going to know who the crap I am. Because to me, you're a new person. To me, I'm, I'm, I don't know who I am. I'm not going to remember who I am. You're going to know who I am. So to you, yes, I'm the same person. But to me, I'm not. So <laughs> these are some of the interesting things that they go down about replacing and reprogramming people's memories and minds. Um, the anime does a great job of this. And then it goes into uh, psychological um, structures and complexes. And it discusses a thing that the authors make up called the standalone complex, which is the ability to for a person to absorb in whole the idea transmitted through a symbol or an image that is effectively a meme that represents an entire mindset about something. And that person then becomes a standalone version of that mindset and can possibly act as a, as a weapon or a terrorist in their own right. I really feel that these guys missed out on exploring the whole standalone complex thing because of the age that we live in and the things that are happening. It was really frustrating because I thought they'd go there. All I got from this film was that they were trying to kind of and there was nothing particularly wrong with it. They were just trying to, uh, they were addressing the, the fact that we're, you know, we're in a digital era and our, you know, our futures are going towards people burying their heads in tech uh, and not being able to experience the, the, the fundamental human capabilities that we're supposed to experience, you know, uh, being fully human and experiencing touch and experiencing things that machines don't really experience. That's all I kind of got from it, that they were just yeah. kind of, uh, was it, is it technophobia or something? What is, there's a word for it or something. Um, that's really all I saw they were touching on. I couldn't see any of the, the stuff that you just mentioned. It, it was, you know, it was very frustrating actually um, that they didn't sort of respect the history of where this came from and the depth of the story that was there because not only is Ghost in the Shell a great story in and of itself, but it was, it was one of the landmark um, animes that came from the evolution of um, manga turning into anime um, in the, you know, uh, from around, well, post-World War II, there were some interesting animations made animations made in the manga style and the manga style itself goes all the way back through to the 1700s. Um, this summer, there's an exhibition at the British Museum of a guy called Katsushika uh, Hokusai, who was a woodblock painter from the 1700s. And he is 
one of the forefathers of the manga style. He wanted to create something that was quirky and a bit more fluid compared to the still images before his time. Um, when him and Hiroshige and these other woodblock painters, when the trade started through um, um, the Dutch transporting stuff from J Japan into Europe, European painters took these woodblock paintings and they became um, an influence to European artwork. And um, people don't credit them enough. So people today look at anime and manga and say, oh, it's that weird Japanese thing. Um, some people say, you know, cartoons are for kids and all this kind of stuff. But if you look at some of Van Gogh's work, his early work, it's all copies of Japanese woodblock. Whoa. That should not be making that noise. <laughs> it's all copies of Japanese woodblock painting. Um, and that's the history, the legacy, that's, the, that's not legacy, that's the history of where anime and manga comes from. It comes from the artists that influence European artists that are now thought of as the best artists in the world. Uh, and I wanted to read out a thing because it's relevant, uh, very vaguely relevant. Uh, and if I can find it, I'll read it out. There we go. This was from a letter from uh, Van Gogh to his brother in 1888. Now, Hokusai did most of his greatest work after the age of 70. He wrote like 50 manuals of, of, of manga and characters and creatures and all sorts of things and how they should be made. Uh, and, and the BBC had recently done a great thing on Hokusai, on, you know, their In Our Time series on Radio 4. But uh, they didn't cover any of, of this bit. Uh, and I wanted to read one paragraph from this to finish this off, which is... Uh, now I'm going to disappear. Here we go. It's the end of this letter where he says, Whatever we do, we mustn't stop holding stock. All my work is based to some extent on Japanese art. And if I've said nothing about this to Bing, and where we say Bing, he's talking about a trader. They didn't have Microsoft that's Bing yeah. back then. Yeah just in case that's what you thought. I know you're confused about some of these historical things sometimes. Um, it's because I think that after my journey to the South, I'll be able to take the subject up again, perhaps more seriously. Japanese art in decline in its own country is taking new roots among French impressionist artists. Uh, it's this practical side for artists that necessarily interests me. And he goes on. Um, it's amazing, isn't it? That, that, there's so many artists that are influenced by uh, a few Japanese artists, but those artists today are not known or credited in the West. And that's why I was hoping that something like a movie version of Ghost in the Shell would start, would, could, could spark that interest to say, well, how did this get made? Where did it come from? It came from anime, which came from manga, which came from this. But no, it was a complete flop and a, a loss of an opportunity. So that uh, made me moderately sad today. There you go. Wow. What a lovely, depressing note to finish on. It was deep. So, I think that brings us to the end. I've yes. said my bit. Stall them. Stall them? Well, that's what editing's for. Stall them. Stall them. Uh, <laughs> talk about something. Uh, no, I've got loads of other things we can talk about, but I don't want to go there because the episode will be too long. Uh Saying all that, Ghost in the Shell was a great visual treat. Yes. Go
go watch it if you just like good computer graphics. Yes, that was good. Um, visually amazing. I can't fault it for that. Um, all right. Jose, are you, are you wrapped up? I am. I'm just, just really annoyed about Ghost in the Shell, but apart from that, I'm happy. Cool. Well, if you like this, check us out on iTunes, hit subscribe and add us to your collection. We're also on SoundCloud. Excuse me. SoundCloud, if that's your thing. I think it's stuck. <laughs> um, we're on Twitter as well at, uh, at MovievilleKZ for me and at KushalJoshi for Kushal over here. Um, we're also on YouTube, so check us out on YouTube. Still don't know what the channel is, but it's linked into our websites. I actually found it the other day, and it's just a long list of yeah, letters and numbers. letters and numbers. So how does that work? You have to be over 100 subscribers to have your custom URL. Bastards. I know. So, uh, guys, we need some subscriptions, so then you can find the channel. How many email accounts can you make in an evening? I can, I can hook something up. Um... I feel like I'm missing something out. Oh, we're on Instagram, uh, Instagram.com uh, slash at MovieVilleOrg. Uh, and same with Twitter, Twitter at MovieVilleOrg. Um, I believe that's everything. I hope you've been enjoying the MovieVille sessions. Again, you can find them on YouTube. They're also on the website at www.MovieVille.org. Uh, the site is undergoing somewhat of a treatment. So uh, expect things to change and or look better sometime soon um stop staring at me okay other than that i've been Curran. uh, we, uh yeah and i'm still for sure see you in four